Anonymous was a woman was made and recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Jamila, Astrid and the whole team pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. And we would like to thank the First Nations women who have been telling stories on these lands for tens of thousands of years. Hello and welcome back. Astrid, how are you? We're back in people's feeds. Hello, Jamila. This is fantastic. It's a good day. It is a good day to be reading. It is a good day to be talking about books. Folks, we are back in your feeds thanks to the wonderful people at Hachette Publishing. They have sponsored a new season, a brand new season of Anonymous Was a Woman. And we are jumping back into your feeds just quickly before Christmas with a little bit of help. Astrid, how are we going to help the people today? We're going to help by recommending books by that group in your life that you really need a Christmas present for or you really need something to talk about with them and you have no idea. Yes, we are going to help you with all of the hard to buy for people. We have gone through Hachette's very extensive list of books and picked out what we think are our top picks for those people who sit around the Christmas tree and they pick up their present and you feel a little bit ill in your stomach because they are that hard to buy for. That is not happening this year, friends. That is not happening this year because we have some brilliant recommendations. And Astrid, we're going to start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. You're going to kick us off with a kid's book recommendation. Well, Jam, I have middle grade recommendations, but there are kids younger than that. And I do believe this is your specialty. It is. I have a little boy. His name's Ruffy and he is five years old. And I have been reading to him each and every night and parents and carers of children who are five years old know about this because you never read a book once, you read it roughly 200 times, so you better like it. I have been reading him When We Say Black Lives Matter, which was written and illustrated by the phenomenally talented Maxine Benneber-Clark, who all of our listeners will be familiar with as an author for adults. However, she's written this children's book. It is about the Black Lives Matter movement And it is simply beautiful. In it, a black child's parents are explaining what the phrase Black Lives Matter means to them and to their family and to their ancestors and to their people. It talks about the phrase as a phrase of protest. It talks about how the phrase is encapsulated in song. It talks about how the phrase Black Lives Matter can be powerful for the joy that it creates, but also the sorrow that it reflects that for so long in a white dominated world, black lives were treated like they didn't matter. I think it's an incredibly important conversation to have amongst adults, but even more so to start with the next generation. And I had been struggling to find the words and Maxine has very helpfully given them to me. Maxine is such a wonderful writer. I am thrilled about this book. And also, it's a physically beautiful book. Maxine illustrated it too, didn't she? She's unstoppable. She honestly is. She's also done Fashionista, which was her children's book immediately preceding this one, I believe, which she created the images for. And again, they're stunning pages. It's the kind of book that you are very happy to curl up with your child at night for the hundredth time and read again. It is still got 
conversation starters and points of interest and beautiful images to enjoy even when you've been reading it just that many times. Astrid, let's get a little bit older to the point that kids are still reading quite repetitively and I think these kids are some of the hardest to buy for that kind of middle grade kind of age. What would you suggest? In what will come as a surprise to no one, including you, Jam, I am going to recommend the middle grade fantasy series by Jessica Townsend, The Magical World of Nevermore. Now, there are three books published in this series so far. I have been banging on about these because I think they're beautifully written, but more to the point, I actually think that it's likely they're going to become a movie one day. And I do believe that as this series grows, the main characters in this series are going to become go-to favourites for the annual book day at school. Parents are going to know the name Fenestra or Jupiter North or Morgan Crow or Ezra Squall because their kids are going to want to dress up and go to school dressed as these characters. So I recommend Nevermore, Wonder Smith and Hollowpox. There are six more coming in the series, so strap in for many, many years. Also, can I just say, while some people have compared this series to Harry Potter, this is a more open, more welcoming and more inclusive magical world that I think all children will find a home in. Yeah, and I don't think you'd find many kids who are that age who hadn't read Harry Potter and enjoyed the books on a very simple level. They're uh, glorious reads and if they're looking for more, if they're hungry for more, here's a good way to get it and from an Australian, Astrid. Absolutely from an Australian. Jessica Townsend, I believe, lives in Queensland, the happy state. So moving from the young ones in our life, what do I get? My dad or uncles? This has to be the perennial question of Christmas. It could be the new Christmas story. I think we could easily put Jesus and Mary and Joseph to the side and say the Christmas story is what do I buy my dad? Because every year I stress out and I've bought him everything from the AFL gift shop that there is and I have bought him everything to do with golf that there is. I have run out. I have run out. By age 34, I've got nothing left. So I am going to books. Dads are hard, folks. But the one person who knows dads better than anyone else in this country is Peter Fitzsimons. Every Father's Day, every Christmas, he cranks out another book, which becomes an automatic Australian bestseller, usually based on some kind of Australian, sometimes international, historical event or story. They are impeccably researched and they're told with a hint of, I've had a few glasses of scotch just to dial up the drama in the way that I'm going to recount this story. His latest release is Breaker Morant, about Harry Breaker Morant, who was an Englishman who holds the dubious honour of being Australia's most famous war criminal. He was also famously depicted in the 1980s film Breaker Morant. Now, Breaker Morant's a fairly legendary figure, but also a controversial figure. Some people consider him one of the good guys. Some people consider him a war criminal. So I think one that will stir up some interest and some debate over the Christmas table, can leave dad doing a bit of a pounding his fist to put his view and tell everyone else why they are wrong. And, you know, if your dad doesn't really pay much attention to your gift, you can always just nick it back and re-gift it the following year. (laughs) 
That is a very good recommendation, Jam. And I am going to admit that I don't know who Breaker Morant is and clearly there is a hole in my reading and I should probably fill it. I have one for you. A little bit easier, but at the same time, I think one that's important to get right. My mum is a ferocious reader and I know a lot of the women who listen to this podcast have mums who are ferocious readers as well. What should we be buying our mums this Christmas? Because mums of all ages are ferocious readers, I have two recommendations for you. They are both fiction. Firstly, an Australian recommendation. This is new. This is a new debut work that is just gorgeous. Nadi Simpson, an Indigenous woman, has just released her debut novel, The Crocodile Song. Now, this is a family saga about the Billy Mill family and is set in a small town with three generations of the same family who are at different stages of life and working through different issues in the town. It's new. I suspect it's going to do very well and will look great on a Christmas pile. My other recommendation is a little bit older. This is an international recommendation, When the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Now, this was big, very, very big over the last two years, and I missed the boat. But I have just got with the party a little bit slow, and I realised that this book is actually on Reese Witherspoon's list. Her production company is about to turn it into a movie. And so... If you haven't read it, like me, I think this is a really safe bet and a really enjoyable read for the mum or the auntie in your life. I am both a mum and an auntie and I want both of those books. Pretty please. I can make that happen for you, Jam. What about someone who might be needing a bit of a cheer up? It's been a tough year. It has, Astrid. And I have a book that I believe would cheer up any human on the planet. And that is Song Teller by Dolly Parton. <laughs> now, did we know that Dolly Parton was an author? Did we want Dolly Parton to become an author? The answer is possibly not for both, but I am so glad that she has. Did you know that Dolly Parton, someone who I always thought of as decidedly uncool, has become an absolute cult figure amongst millennials? I did not know this until I listened to her podcast, which I have to say is a work of art. It absolutely is. So because of her podcast, she has made this enormous comeback. It's not just grandmas who are buying Dolly Parton candles and tickets to her concerts anymore. It is young women in their 20s and early 30s who are listening to Beyonce and Bruno Mars and then a little bit of Dolly on their iPods. Now, Dolly also is famous for her very honest, very cute catchphrases and they have become the basis of the book that she's created. She has so many famous quotes. She's reportedly worth something like $400, $450 million and she kind of she embraces her fakeness, if that makes sense. She's got a real like what you see is what you get approach to life. And I think if you're someone who's had a tough year and a year where you've questioned where you're going and what your values are, it's kind of nice to see someone owning who they are. There's no Instagram filter on Dolly Parton. She talks about the work she's had done. She talks about her failings. She talks about where she wants to be better. She talks about who she likes and who she doesn't. And I think there's something to cheer everyone up in that. You know what else I just learned about Dolly Parton? Tell me. 
Dolly Parton took some of her wealth and funded one of the vaccines. One of the coronavirus vaccine trials was indeed partially and quite significantly funded by Dolly Parton. So she's a good woman too. She's going to save us all and make us feel better while we're at it. That is an excellent recommendation, Jim. Astrid, I would like a book for the non-readers in my life, the people who are going to groan because I got them a book, but later are going to thank me for what I did for them. So I knew that you were going to ask me about this. And upon reflection, I think I am a terrible person to answer this question because I find it difficult to fathom. And I have a really beautiful recommendation for you that you can't go wrong because no one's going to think you chose a bad one, but I don't know how the person will receive it. I think that you'll look good giving it. I don't know if a non-reader is going to fully appreciate the beauty of this work. I recommend Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Tell me more. So this book won the Women's Prize for Fiction this year. So it's up there. It's got a huge readership, but basically it's the story of how Shakespeare became Shakespeare but based on the fact that his 11-year-old son, Hamnet, died. And so it's kind of exploring in a way better fashion than Shakespeare in Love did that terrible, terrible movie that we all suffered through, you know, 20 years ago, a kind of alternative history of understanding Shakespeare through his wife, Agnes, and the loss of his child and what that did to what we now think of as Shakespeare. I love that you are recommending a book about Shakespeare to the non-reader. This feels both cruel and callous at the same time as kind of glorious. You're going to look good if you give this as a gift. I don't know what to do with non-readers. I'm a really, (laughs) but that's, this may be the worst recommendation ever on this podcast. I apologize, but embrace it. So because you are better at this than me, Tell me, what is a good beach read? Now, I hate the term beach read, and I am clearly not someone who goes to the beach. I burn way too quickly. But the idea of that long, lazy summer read where there's no obligation, no responsibility, it is a pure joy. All right. I have no idea if this recommendation will be joyful to read, but I am certain that it will be joyful to sit beside your bed and look at the cover. Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey comes out this Christmas, Astrid. And I have no doubt that Matthew McConaughey has probably got a kind friend with some writing skills who he paid some money to, to give him a hand as most celebrities do with their memoirs. Apparently this is a particularly unconventional memoir for an Oscar award winner. It is full of outlawed wisdom and lessons learned the hard way and raucous stories just the way you would want them to be. But at the same time, Matthew McConaughey kind of comes across as a man who is genuinely trying to be a good bloke. He explores some really important stuff in here. He talks about fairness and how to find the fun in life and how to hurt people less. He talks about what it is to have a meaningful life and how to be a good bloke. And heaven knows we need a few more of them. So to recap, you're recommending Dolly Parton and Matthew McConaughey, and I've just given a literary prize winner to the non-readers. You are doing way better at this than me, Jam. I am so impressed that Matthew McConaughey has a book All I knew about him this year was in lockdown, he went on Zoom and was playing bingo at local aged care facilities. Clearly, he was also writing a book. They were both important acts and well done to him. 
Astrid, I'm basically recommending all the books here that I know you wouldn't let me discuss on the actual podcast. So let's crack on with a little bit more of that. What about some just general nonfiction? I'm a big fan of giving nonfiction for Christmas. Everyone gives a fiction. What can we give that's a nonfiction? All right. So I think that Louise Milligan's latest work, Witness, is exceptional and if you are a non-fiction reader in Australia, this is a work for your bookshelf. It's a serious work. And so I suggest that you don't read it over the holidays. Maybe wait a little bit because it's been a tough year, let's face it. But it follows up her previous extraordinary work, Cardinal, which looked at Cardinal George Pell and sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And it talks about her own experience being a witness on the stand and the experience of other witnesses who go through Australia's legal system and how they are treated by the system and how brutal it is. So that is my nonfiction recommendation. And it comes with the caveat that time it when you read it. Yes, it's not a Christmas Day read. But it is an exceptional gift because it should be on everybody's bookshelves. I very much agree. I've read Witness and Helen McCabe interviewed Louise Milligan recently for Future Women and she's done some extraordinary work these last few years and she's a beautiful writer. Jam, I don't know if you have another question for me, but I just want to jump in and thank previous listeners of Anonymous Was a Woman because I once asked for recommendations of fantasy. It is a genre that I love. I know you hate it, but I adore this genre and I respect it so much. And I looked at my bookshelf and basically they were all older white men. Anyway, listeners came through on social media and gave me such wonderful recommendations. And one of them was N.K. Jemison's Broken Earth Trilogy. She is a black American woman who won the Hugo Award, which is the preeminent award for fantasy and science fiction in the world, three times in three years for her three books in this series. That is a feat that no one has ever done before. It's exceptional. And I'm just putting this out there because this was possibly one of the greatest recommendations I got this year and I want to pay it forward. I think that's a very generous thing to do. And in the spirit of paying it forward, in the spirit of Christmas, I would like to recommend as my final recommendation for the year, Fleischman is in trouble. Have you read this one, Astrid? No, this is another one of those books that I have missed and I know I should have read. It is a ripper of a read. So it's the debut from Taffy Brodesser Ackner, who you've probably read before, even if you don't know her name. She writes profiles for the New York Times magazine. You know, like she's the one that sits down for a seven page interview with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's that person. So this is her debut novel. And it's the story of a guy called Toby Flashman, who is a 40 something heptologist. And he has an estranged wife called Rachel. And in the opening chapters, Rachel drops the kids off at 4am at Toby's house with a really casual text and she completely disappears from their lives. Now, Toby is a really angry man. He's a very bitter man. But the story is about how he changes after this single event. And I don't want to say any more because I don't want to ruin the read, but I think it's got the best twist I have ever read in fiction which is a big claim. That is a very big claim. I like it. Folks, that is all we've got time for. This special episode of Anonymous Was a Woman was brought to you by 
the publisher Hachette, who are partnering with us to deliver the third season of Anonymous Was a Woman, which will be starting in January 2021. 2021, that is a real thing that is coming to us soon, everybody. I am panicked by the dates that await us. I am not panicked by the glorious reading stack that I now have in front of me, thanks to Astrid's wonderful recommendations. If you would like the chance to win all of the books that Astrid and I have just recommended, you can do. If you head to the Future Women Facebook group, you can check out all the T's and C's there and you can go in the running to win a wonderful reading stack from Hachette, which you can gift to all of your relatives at Christmas or keep for yourself. Happy Christmas, everybody. Wash your hands, stay safe and happy reading. Happy Christmas, Astrid. Merry Christmas, Jen. Merry Christmas.